don't let your wings be clipped because you're there. You got the job. You're there. And you have to realize, and I know you guys are young, but you're going to have to hit a fucking point where you realize that you are good at what you do. And what you do may not be for everybody or for every part, but whether you are good at your job or not is not up for debate. If you got something, let it rip. I'm never going to do this again. Everybody grapples with this idea that you're really a fraud. Like I'm alive. And that's when it clicked with me. I thought, these are not superheroes. These are just men that can do super things. This is Matt Del Negro, and you are listening to the new Stripped Down 10,000 No's. This is an excerpt of a conversation I had with Yul Vazquez, incredible actor. He came in as our VIP industry guest for the weekend intensive on-camera retreat we did in New York City. Let's shoot the rehearsal. This was a conversation about bringing your unique self to the table, not waiting for permission, taking up your space. Tons of great quotes in there. I just tried to uh, cherry pick some great ones and not give you the whole thing. If you are not familiar with the name Yul Vazquez, I'm sure you've seen him. Most recently, he was a series regular on Severance on Apple TV with Adam Scott, directed by Ben Stiller. He was a regular on White House Plumbers on HBO. He was a founding member of the Labyrinth Theater alongside Philip Seymour Hoffman, John Leguizamo, a bunch of other heavy hitters. He is just a real pro and and he's very generous and funny, as you'll hear, and I hope you enjoy it. What we do here is go back, 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 back. The best thing I could say, something you, you saw, you've sort of touched upon, is that, uh, is that, you know, when you go, when you get somebody, somebody writes a part, and then you get, you get the script, you get the sides, and you, you, you either are going to go do the play, or you're going to audition for the part, audition for the play or the TV show or movie. And you're going to go up in front of the whatever writer directors. And, you know, I, I've seen a lot of young actors uh, and, and even some actors that are not, not so fucking young that, you know, that they're like, Hey man, I, I wonder what they're looking for. I wonder what, you know, and I think, and I remember doing that. I remember being, I, I used to go, I used because I wanted the job so bad, you know. I wanted the job. I, I, I. Not only did I want the job, I, I, I needed the job. I didn't have any money, you know. I mean, I was like, I, I needed the job, man. What I realized later, and 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 you know, was that it didn't matter, uh, what they wanted, you know. It's weird. It's not. It's not that it doesn't matter in that fuck them. We. I don't care what they want, but the one thing that was unique about about myself or uh, any one of you is what you bring to this thing so somebody said hey man go in the room and do this part this is amazing advice to the, the guy gave me he said do this part how you would want to do this part if you had to do this tv show for six years and i went oh shit that's actually that's actually great advice because if I do get this job, you know, and this thing goes, I'm going to have to do this thing for a while. And if I like try going there and do this, how I think they want it, then I'm kind of stuck in this weird thing, or I don't show what I bring 
to the to the party. And that's what each and every one of you brings to the party is what makes you unique. You give two actors the same pages and hopefully they do two different things with it, you know. So that's that's what I that's where I would start with this. I think what's built into some of that advice is the mindset shift even of in the beginning, everybody's like, oh, please pick me, pick me. I want this job. I want this job. I just want to do anything to get the job. And what you just said in, in that, that's kind of inherent in your advice there is like, oh man, what if I get this? Now I have to do it for six years or 10 years or it's law and order 20 years and I'm stuck in it. I think in a way that what that does is it shifts the, the power to the actor to realize like, oh, I'm I'm choosing to do this. And it's not just pick me, pick me. It's like, how are we going to do this in a way that I'm going to actually have joy doing it and be good in the part? Because you can get the part. Well, you miserable. <clears throat> you know, it's your time as well. When you go, when you go to an audition, and this this doesn't mean go in there and go like fuck you. It's my time. I'm a badass. You know that's just a bad attitude. You know that's that's contempt. But, but it's your time as well. You go. You got the material. You prepared. You worked on this. And that time you're in the room, that's your time too. It's not just their time. It's your time, and that's your time to show whatever choice you made, whatever interesting, uh, uh, hopefully interesting choice you've made that is unique to you or that that was your idea that from your imagination that is what will set you apart and that and then there's a certain amount of power like matt said in that in that oh shit this is my time and i'm gonna i'm gonna enjoy this time and i'm going to i'm gonna i'm gonna come in there and and do this my way and maybe change their minds from maybe what their preconceived notion of the part was you know the writer wrote the part and they may have written in the description, you know, Tommy, you know, has one leg and it has a wooden one and has termites, you know, so I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? You know, some crazy shit like that. But like your leg, you have two legs and you don't have a leg with termites. So, I mean, so, you know, you're going to go in there. And do, you know, I mean, you know, you're going to go in there and do this shit like you. Yeah. What is your experience around lines taking lines asking for line changes or just doing line changes and how people have responded on different sets different ways of working um what is your relationship to the writer to the director to the material and how do you negotiate that that has many different sort of uh, uh answers sometimes you're fortunate and you have access to the writers uh you know a lot of access to the writers and you have and you've had the material for a while and you can and you can talk about the material, you know, and maybe if something you, you want to change, you know, they can tailor it to you. And then sometimes you don't have that. Sometimes you you just go, you're at work. I generally and I'm not saying this is for everybody. I usually don't ask if I'm going to change a line. I'll just say it. I'll say I'll change a line to my own sort of verbiage, the way it fits in my mouth. You know, so maybe they wrote the line, dear, you know, and I'm like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go like, Hey man, dear Johnny, what are you doing? You know what I mean? I don't fucking know. But, and then let them tell me, don't do it like that. You mean, 
I don't ask, hey, man, can I try this? I'm just going to try that. You can come to me after and go, don't do that. Please do the thing that I wrote, the comma. I needed, I needed every comma. You're going to get those writers. Those writers, in my in my opinion, unless it's in unless it's in the American theater, those writers to me are usually Muppets. You know, any any writer who wants you to honor every comma and dot and bullshit is to me is like, especially on a television show where there is no advantage of rehearsal. You know, when you go to a play, you have five weeks of rehearsal. You have five weeks to lose yourself in the play, get lost, be clueless, and then find your way again. And and you and you're in there every day, eight hours a day, and you're working, you're 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 you know, honing this this piece of theater. In television, you get two takes and it's already stale. You know what I mean you're like, so I just say. I just say what I want to say, and then I'll let the dude come to, or, or or the woman come tell me, hey, please don't do that. Please say it like this. Please take that that comma after Johnson. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, like. And then what's your that's, thought, what's your general reaction when that happens? Are you perturbed? Are you do you let it get in your way? How do you let that go? And because I I have exact same thoughts as you on this, and I'm just curious what that does to your process does it like sometimes it'll bum me out because i feel like my wings were clipped and then sometimes and, and it could it could shut me down and then sometimes it could make me more rebellious or sometimes you're like okay if you explain your version let me try to get behind that what's your how do you deal with it usually i say great i'll see you in fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> But sometimes that doesn't work so good. So don't do that. Don't do that. No. No, 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 no. That's okay. So you you just raised you just raised a great point, Matt. This is a great, great point. Don't let your wings be clipped because you're there. You got the job. You're there. And you have to realize, and I know you guys are young, but you're gonna have to hit a fucking point where you realize that you are good at what you do. And what you do may not be for everybody or for every part, but whether you are good at your job or not is not up for debate. You just summed up everything, which is, yeah, do your work, work hard, show up, know you're good, and don't let anybody take your self-worth. And, and sometimes, even when they don't like it on the day, and they're fighting yeah. against you, they appreciate you in the editing room because you were doing something that they might not have seen on the day because they got a lot of stuff going on. That's the other thing. You know, on the day, they'll be like, you know, could you do it like this? And then they go back in the edit and they look at the one that you did and they'll be like, you know what? He was actually fucking right. I like that one. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Or some magic was happening there. Or you can always ask, you know, after, after you give them exactly what they wanted, you can always go, hey, can I? Can I just have one more for me? You mean, and then you do what the hell you want to do. You mean, and and if directors are smart, they'll always say yes, unless there's some you know time constraint. But, but when when somebody comes to give you a note, be it the director, the writer, whatever, they come to give you a note. Do not get defensive, because when you get defensive. That's the enemy of creating anything because then you will no longer be listening. 
You understand? And this entire thing that we all do, all of us together here, is based, is really ultimately based on outstanding fucking listening. You can, if you're an amazing listener, you could not read a script, sit down and shoot a scene moment to moment with somebody because you're really listening. So somebody comes, you say the line the way you want to say it. They did, they're like, hey, man, let's try this. You know what I mean? I'm going to tell you a story in a second that's a fucking 100% true story. It'll blow your mind. Let them give you the note. Take the note. Make it your own, you know, within their note. And then just keep going, you know? Or, But what you can't do is let it hamstring you. You can't shut down because now then you're not there. You know, if you shut down, you're no longer there and you need to be there. That's the job. And now you're being paid for it. So it's like, you know, when people pay, you know, you go to the dentist, you expect the dental work to fucking not fall out of your mouth, you know, you know, two seconds after. I'm just going to tell you this quick story. Last year, I, I, I was doing a film with, with, with Robert De Niro. I had one day with Robert De Niro. One day, thrill of my fucking life. So, young director, a guy I've worked with a lot. They have Robert De Niro for three days. I don't even I don't even want to tell you how much he was getting paid per day. Your heads will explode. But they had him for three days. So we're shooting this scene, and 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 De Niro has a lot of stuff to say. And 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 this young director, much much younger than De Niro. I mean, you know, De Niro's eighty years old comes over and says, hey, you know, Bob, you know, and I, to his credit, was not afraid of, of De Niro at all. I said, hey, man, Bob, you think like when you say this, like, and, and De Niro's like, yeah, yeah, man, I dig that. And then finally De Niro says to him, and I, this is where my head exploded. I went, De Niro says, just, just give me the line reading. And I went, what? He said, yeah, just tell me how you want me to say it. I was stunned. And then I thought, what the fuck does he care? He has nothing to prove to anybody. I'm Robert fucking De Niro. How do you want me to say the line? I'm saying the line how I think the line should be. It's not working for you. How do you want me to say the line, Mr. Not Robert De Niro? <laughs> but, I'll, but I'm happy to do it because you're the director. I'm going to honor your, I'm going to honor that, that job title. That you're the director of the movie because you can only have one captain ultimately, but that's a that's a conversation for another time. But so he literally said to him, "Give me the line reading." And I thought I'm 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 standing there and I'm going like my head is like I thought my head was going to explode. I was like, "This is one of the greatest things I've ever seen." He literally just looked at this dude and said, "Tell me how you want me to say it," wow. and he did. So don't get offended. Don't that get offended. It happens to Robert De Niro. Don't get offended. Yul, I can't thank you enough for doing this. I don't even know if everybody here, just like right in the moment, can fully appreciate the access to this in this kind of forum. But I, I can, and they'll get copies of this so they can kind of take it and have it to, to ponder later on. But I really appreciate it. I know you're busy. Okay, that's it. I hope you dug this conversation. If you did, 
Just be sure to subscribe and check out future episodes. And also, if you're getting this the week that it came out, just letting you know, we are doing a one-day workshop, an on-camera workshop in New York City. I'm teaming up with the Brownstone Class New York, the guys that I collaborated with for the Let's Shoot the Rehearsal Weekend Intensive. December 2nd. So check it out. You can either uh, DM me at Maddie Dell on Instagram, or you can email us at info at 10,000nose.com and we'll get you the information and get you signed up. We still have a couple of slots, so we hope to see you there. Otherwise, we'll see you at the next episode.